Welcome to the Firearm Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Before we get into today's topic, a quick mention of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to receive a special 10% off discount code for switching your instructor insurance over to them. This episode is also brought to you by the ConcealedCarry.com business directory. Did you know you can get a free listing for your instruction business on ConcealedCarry.com? Visit biz.concealedcarry.com and add your business for free. It will be searchable online and to potential students who use the ConcealedCarry.com mobile app. Claim your listing today. Today, we'll be discussing purchasing and training business with Brian Garraby. Brian is a Fleet Marine Force U.S. Navy veteran, firefighter, EMT, law enforcement officer, certified emergency manager. With firearms, he is a USCCA training counselor and NRA instructor and is the owner of Warrior Dynamics, which he purchased back in 2017 and owner of MedTech. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. I appreciate you being on the podcast today because I think it's it's one of those questions that a lot of people have when I want to get into the firearm training. Do I go along, grow my business organically, and put blood, sweat, and tears in it from that standpoint, or do I go out and find a business that somebody's trying to sell and be able to purchase a a living organism already and just keep running it from from that point? So we appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. First question I have for you is, how do you find uh, Warrior Dynamics? Well, uh, in, in about 2015, a friend of my twin brothers um, was a firearms instructor in the local area that, where we lived at, in Evansville, Indiana. And uh, he was a firearms instructor on the local law enforcement agency there. And um, we approached him about becoming instructors for him because we had quite a bit of shooting experience. And then... Um, he took us under his wing, put us through quite a few training classes and we became one of his instructors. Um, and then we approached you about becoming an NRA instructor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a training counselor and, and, uh, we became NRA instructors and we went on to the USCCA at our USCCA instructors. And then, uh, I've moved forward from there. So, so how, how did you, uh, approach him as far as you, you're already working for him? Uh, you're on his payroll and how did the question come up about, you know, the business and if he'd be interested in selling it or did he ask you to buy it? Well, that's, that's actually a funny story. So, um, he had a deal worked out where he would give us free training. Uh, we didn't receive any pay, uh, while we helped him. Uh, we were more range safety officers than anything for him. And, uh, it worked out to where, uh, he got ill. Uh, he had some physical ailments that hit him really suddenly. And he said, Hey, I think I'm going to retire. Would you guys be interested in buying the business? He approached us and shot us a figure. And um, I decided that it was something that I wanted to do. So I moved forward and purchased the company myself. So you had a lot of uh, sweat equity in the company before you even decided to uh, purchase it and just happened to be his uh, you know, health. That was the motivator to make that, that move yeah. forward. Yeah, that's right. Um, he uh, he spent about 33 years in law enforcement, and he'd been retired for about 15, I believe, or 20, somewhere in there. So he was he was ready to retire. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good. 
a big question that comes to whenever you buy anything is how did you go along and get the fair market value for what this company was was worth? I'm sure there were some assets to it, but uh, you know, just just the brand as, as a whole. How did how did how did you go about and come up with appraisal for that? Well, there was quite a bit of physical property that came with it. Okay, uh, we had quite a bit of steel, uh, steel targets, uh, quite a big bit of tar- uh, target stands themselves. Um, we had uh, some munitions guns and several thousand munitions rounds that we we acquired when we purchased the company. Several trainer guns, um, and we did an assessment on what the fair market value is. It was something that we became agreeable on. Um, the one thing that you have to consider whenever you you purchase a company is does it have a good name? Um, how do you go about marketing that you've purchased the company and you know what type of intellectual property comes with that so when we purchased the company as as firearms instructors we wanted to make sure that we had all kinds of drills that came with it that you know we actually went through the classes prior to uh, acquiring the company and uh, the drills were something that were invaluable because it gives you a constant reminder on what drills that you actually Put in place in the classes. So, um, it, perfect example: a carjacking defense class is not something that we teach every day. However, having those drills is a good reminder of what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's how he built the brand, and that's where I'm sure you wanted to continue on with uh, building the brand. Um, you know, once you purchased the company. Yeah. Um, the one thing that we specifically did, we gave the website a complete overhaul. We changed the name or the uh, the logo itself um, to make it our own. So brand recognition is huge anytime you, you involve business. Uh, so we wanted to have a, a completely different brand look than what uh, was previously owned under that owner. So um, it, he's a hell of a firearms instructor. However, um, we wanted to put our own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Well, most definitely see, you know, if you're going to put all that money into it in time, you want to have your stamp on it for sure. Um, real quick, you know, without getting exact figures and different things like that, how did you, uh, finance this? Uh, I paid cash. Okay. So, yeah, I paid cash. Uh, um, so, uh, where I was working prior, I, I was able to get some bonuses and, and my taxes and, you know, I just, I had savings and I just uh, used it to actually pay for the company. And and the interesting thing is people think that it's really hard to set up a business in the state of Indiana not so much. You know, you go out to the secretary of state, you get your business name, you go to the federal ID through the, the uh, IRS, get your tax ID number and then get your insurance and you're ready to rock and roll. So it's really simple to do. It doesn't cost very much money and, um, for, for those starting out, if you don't have a lot of money that to spend, uh, it, it sometimes word of mouth can get you the numbers that you need. Uh, but the thing that we looked at, uh, when you look at, you know, one, the website was already built, but not to our liking. So we upgraded it considerably. And then you look at Facebook followers. He had about 3000 Facebook followers. And since then we've got, uh, about another 1200 followers since uh, we acquired the company two years ago. So uh, it's actually still growing. Uh, we pick up, you know, 20 to 30 followers a week sometimes. So 
we keep driving forward. The technology side really pushes it. The, the problem that we experience is Facebook and, you know, social media sometimes blocks our ads. So finding a way around that is, is truly the key to get, get the word out that we're, we're in business and we're, we're really f- highly functional when it comes to firearms instruction. Yes, that anti-gun bias and the uh, social media side of things is something we're definitely going to dive into on a future episode because I think it impacts all of us. Uh, We don't have time to dive in today, but, um, you know, you brought it up and I'll just make a quick mention for it. Um, Another question for you, Brian, which I think is, uh, how did you approach the ownership transition? I mean, obviously, you set the price, you, you know, were able to go along and purchase it cash. Uh, how, how did you set that up with the, uh, owner so that he was happy and taking a step back for his, you know, obvious health problems, but then you were happy and to be able to assume the role and, and grab the reins and drive the business the way you wanted to, because I'm sure there were probably some things that if you asked him, he probably wasn't real thrilled about you changing, but it was, you know, as you said before, you put your own spin on things. You know, um, he doesn't like the way we market, um, because, um, he was an old police officer, retired detective and bomb squad guy. And he, we love him like a dad, but the problem is, uh, we do things differently. Uh, we're not, uh, the old police officer mentality where you're in somebody's face trying to get them to shoot and, and put them under high stress. Now there's a time and a place for that. However, um, we, we don't, we're very professional firearms instructors. Uh, very, very rarely do we ever use any type of expletives whenever we're teaching our classes. I don't feel that that gains any respect from any of the students. And that's what we have to do. Uh, establish a baseline and, and safety is paramount no matter what we do. So um, once we've established that, and, and finally it was, it, it was never a, a hard discussion said, you know, hey, I noticed you changed the logo. Yep, we're making it ours. Hey, I noticed that you're not uh, marketing as much on Facebook. No, that's not what we do. Um, you know, because we were running into problems whenever we tried to market. So um, we, we found some alternate routes. Um, there's a couple places there in our hometown that we can utilize uh, that's free uh, advertising. So we, we've took, taken advantage of that. Uh, we've also looked at, um, you know, having him sign a hold harmless and a, an assumption of risk. For, for us, and then he also signed a non-compete clause uh, to establish that he would not be doing any training in the firearms industry for at least five years, um, and he's he's retired now. He won't, he won't be doing any firearms instruction. So, But that's a huge uh, gamble. If you buy a company from somebody and you don't have that type of legal document in place, uh, everybody says it's a, it's a free trade market and I have the right to earn money. However, um, if, if somebody, you buy a company from somebody and then that person goes out and starts another company and starts taking your clientele that he had initially or she had initially, that's an issue. So uh, we try to put layers in there to protect us as new business owners and it's worked out very well. He actually still promotes us on a regular basis for his classes. So That's a great he, testament to your relationship with him that he's still, yeah. even though you changed logo and, and changed the way you're marketing, he still is a big proponent of you. That's, that's a great testament. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we still have him teach seminars for us. Um, he teaches a deadly force law seminar, uh, you know, and that is something that, that he has a lot of experience with uh, whenever, whenever it comes to 
working, uh, you know, murder cases. He's in, in self-defense, especially um, him and, and his uh, cohort has uh, about 66 years in law enforcement and prosecutor's offices and attorneys. So works out really well. That's really good. Well, where, where do you see your, uh, the warrior dynamics and med tech, uh, going in the, in the future? Where, where do you want it to go? Well, um, funny you ask. So I just moved to Indianapolis. Um, I will be opening up a new office here, uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, once I get over, a, a, an ailment that I've got right now, um, once I get that done, I'll, I'll be training up in Indianapolis area and, um, be traveling down to Evansville on the off weekends that I'm not. So I'm going to try and train three to four weekends a month. Um, cause I still have a home in Evansville. So, uh, it works out really well. Um, the money is sometimes good, sometimes not. However, um, when we, when it comes down to it, it's not about the money. It's more about making sure that, uh, people are safe on the line. And we truly try to stress that over and over again in our classes because, it takes one round, and, and once that round goes out, out the uh, the barrel, you can't take it back. So we, we try to make sure that everybody understands safety. Yeah, 99.99% safe, and all it takes is that point zero 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 one, and somebody's going to get hurt, and that's where you got to have the knowledge and uh, be understand the responsibility when it comes to it. Just not not only the, the firearm owner, but also from the instructor standpoint of keeping everybody safe. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the med tech comes into play, you know, with us dealing with uh, treating patients with gunshot wounds or, or the tactical medicine community. Um, I felt that that's a good marriage between the two companies. So I um, was able to, to work uh, my way into to purchasing that company as well. So uh, it works out to, to where we, we teach a specialized class on, on trauma on the firing line or first aid on the range or uh, how we bill it or market it. Um, we get a lot of people that are interested in it because they go hand in hand. Eventually, one day, even if it's not a gunshot wound, it may be just be a bee sting. A lot of people don't know how to how to help people whenever they're in need. So, mm-hmm. Well, the likelihood of coming across some kind of traumatic injury is uh, pretty high in our life, would be that you know, car accident, be that, you know, somebody, you know, walking and having a compound fracture or somebody out in the woods that ends up falling and, uh, you know, having a severe, you know, head injury, all those kind of injuries, you should have some kind of idea of what you can do not to make it worse. You may not be able to do a whole lot, but you definitely don't want to make it worse. You know, that would make somebody feel really, really bad to end up making a situation worse. Yeah. You know, a perfect example was when we were at the US uh, CCA. Uh, expo there in Louisville, you know, we're standing there watching a, a former corpsman give a class and a guy passed out on me. He collapsed onto me and, and another firefighter EMT. And, and next thing you know, we're doing the, 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 you know, the treatment for this patient, trying to get him to come to making sure. And here comes the, the instructor. He said, what can I do? I said, we got to take care of your class, you know? So he was in good hands. We had had it, we had it handled, but of all places for him to collapse, he collapsed on two EMTs. So <laughs> that was re- really lucky for him to do that. But that's uh, one of those things where I think it's really great the kind of the symbiotic relationship between the warrior dynamics and the med tech 
that you have in, in your uh, business. And it's exciting to hear that you're expanding out into just not only in Evansville and doing classes there, but also coming to the Indianapolis market, which is uh, close to Cincinnati where I am and uh, a little closer to classes I can take, or, you know, maybe we can even ha- invite you over to Cincinnati to do some classes a little closer to home too. Absolutely. I'd love to. Okay. Brian, any uh, last words for our instructors that are out there listening to our podcast? I would say uh, a couple things. You know, one thing is always, always, always be a student. Uh, You can learn in any class, even from the students that you're teaching. They may have a different way to to show you that they've learned. And it may not be uh, the way that you put, but I've been through, I think, 37 train the trainers now for uh, firearms. And when it comes down to it, um, you're always, I'm always learning. And when it, the other thing is don't get discouraged because you have one or two people that show up to a class, keep, keep moving forward. Uh, you know, once we bought the company, you know, the, the iconic name wasn't behind the company longer and our, our membership dropped off. But when you keep plugging along and keep doing what, what we do, um, I feel that, you know, the persistence and perseverance is what, what really drives home with your customers. Uh, and then once word of mouth starts going forward, um, I think that it, it, it turns itself around. You put the best class on possible for that one or two students. And yeah. when they go out and they talk about it, you know, that's the best advertising you can have because if you cancel classes, in my opinion, then what those students are going to think about is they can't cancel classes if they don't have enough people, but they don't have enough people to do a class. So how am I supposed to get trained? Train them, yeah. train the people you can. That's exactly right. Now, that happened with uh, with a range safety officer class not too long ago. I had one person show up. I didn't have a lot of time to advertise. We have people request that quite a bit in our area. And I said, I'm, I'm still training. There's only one of me. I said, that's okay. You're here. I'm going to train you. And through word of mouth, the next time we taught the class, there were five or six because of her. So it just makes sense. Yep, exactly. Where can instructors find more out about you and the work that you do, uh, Brian? Um, so www.warriordynamics.net and then www.med-tact.com. Uh, those are the two sites that we own and operate. Um, and there's going to be several changes. We're looking at adding a, a new curriculum this year in June for the MedTact. Um, it will be, it'll include uh, the TCCC, the uh, Tactical Combat Casualty Care on a Monday, Tuesday. Then we're looking at doing a first responder self-defense class, uh, a bushcraft basic class, which is like a wilderness survival class. And then we're going to have a defensive pistol class on the Friday, but at night I'll be teaching an NRA uh, range safety officer class. So it's going to be a full week of certifications. Every one of the classes that that you take, you'll get a a credential out of. And then um, for Warrior Dynamics, we actually have that Deadly Force Law Seminar coming up on April 26th, I believe. So. Exciting, exciting stuff to hear, hear that going along because, uh, T triple C is one of the certifications I do not have yet, but would uh, love to get that. And I will see if I can fit that, uh, June class into my schedule this year. Yeah. Come on out, Rob. Well, we'll, we'll see what we can, what we can work out. All okay. right. Well, thanks again. Yes, sir. Well, that about wraps things up for today. If you enjoyed today's show, we have a few important requests to make. Go over and check out the FTA for instructor insurance at FTA protect. 
I have it. And I think you will too. Once you check them out, they've got a lot of great protection and they're really easy to work with. You send them a message and normally within a couple hours, they're responding back with uh, very good information. Uh, they are very hands-on and very approachable for it. Also want to ask you to spread the word about our instructor center podcast. Uh, this is a podcast that's geared just toward instructors. We bring instructors on here that have interesting information like Bryant, and we, we go along and make, the, make it focus just on what the instructors uh, would, would need to know to find out. We also want you to subscribe to our podcast, iTunes, Google Play, or whatever you listen to podcasts with. If you have any input, questions, or feedback, please email us at FTP, those are the letters FTP, at concealedcarry.com, or please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.